What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. back with another episode of the tan and j man show here last episode before the super bowl first episode after the uh the pro bowl <laughs> didn't you, watch a second of it I, I haven't watched a second of it in years but from the sounds of it it was an absolute joke I, like I two saw, hand touch i saw some t- highlights it pretty much was two hand touch i don't know i think it's time to scrap the game just have the skills yeah. competition like, I mean, I I guess they can still name like a team just for right. the ac- accolade sort of thing. Right. But the whole playing a game I, is. I, I get it. I get not wanting to try or hit each other from an injury risk, but like, mm-hmm. then why even have a game? I don't know yeah. what you do. I mean, MLB or, one's meaningful for World yeah. Series home field advantage. The NBA one's turned into just a dunk contest after the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. And NHL one's pretty cool. NHL one's fun to watch. But. Yeah, it's it's tough to fake baseball and hockey, it seems True. like, where True. you can absolutely fake your way through a football game or even a basketball game. Well, um, And the hockey one, I feel bad for the goalies because they stand no chance. They're going yeah. against the best yeah. goal scorers in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so they give up like yeah. eight eight to nine goals. I wonder, I wonder if like they – what would be interesting is if they start doing like a seven-on-seven seven, like flag football sort of That'd thing. That would be cool. Um, of course that not be overly helpful for the linemen or, um, even linebackers for that matter. Maybe, I don't know. I've never played seven on seven, but <laughs> let them catch passes once in a while. Yeah. Change. Like I, I saw NFL players debating or getting mad at each other. I should say, um, cause somebody said that switching from wide receiver or, or switching from cornerback to wide receiver is so much more difficult than wide receiver to cornerback. Cornerbacks were mad. Um, you know what? Switch it up. Let the uh, let the corners run some routes while the receivers are trying to trying to stop them. I think that'd make exactly. it at least semi interesting. Yeah, I don't uh, know. It's time to do something. I don't know what the right answer is. I yeah. I don't get paid to make that decision. Um, probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, uh, but before we get into well into the show, I have a congratulations in store for you, the J-Man, uh, for the Tan and J-Man Show Nation that doesn't know, they might not follow you on Instagram, which they should, or or be a friend on Facebook, which they should, but uh, <laughs> you you and your now fiance, mm-hmm, Megan mm-hmm. Steelman, got engaged over the weekend, so congratulations. Yeah, thank you, sir. Pop the question now for the stressful part of wedding planning, so... We took a few days off. I think we're probably going to get into it this weekend, maybe start some stuff, but uh, pretty exciting time. Be be honest. Were you more nervous for the proposal or the Indiana-Illinois basketball game? I was more stressed about the proposal because Megan drove, and of course she doesn't know what's going on. I'm getting stressed because I wanted to be there at a certain time. Our families are waiting, (laughs) and she just, she kept driving around Naperville, Illinois, trying to find a parking spot. I'm just like, find a spot please um <laughs> but <love> god <laughs> yeah seriously um and i was far more nervous for the uh illinois indiana basketball game um but luckily uh both things went pretty well for me yes they did you had a uh day to remember that's for sure would have anyways regardless of the outcome of the illinois right. game but them winning just put the charity yeah, on the top cherry on top you got some birdie bogey for me yes i do uh nfl related this week not the category means nothing to me anymore. <laughs> uh, let me find it here. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers, 
Um, he's presumed to be the NFL MVP. We'll find out soon. So if he does, uh, he'll be back-to-back MVP. He'll be the fifth guy in NFL history to win back-to-back MVPs. Can you name the other four? Fifth guy. So four other players have won back-to-back MVPs. Yep. Um, three for a par, four for a birdie. Three for a par, four for a birdie. I'm going to end up with like two or one or zero for that matter. But, we are uh, tied at two over par. Yeah. So. You've, you've, you have the upper hand because you had a par. I, I, you're right. Um, so Pretty Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your edgy! Did you see the sweet-looking sock cap or beanie? Do you call it sock cap or beanie? What's I call it call? sock cap. Sock cap. I'm, I'm kind of back and forth. I used to be yeah. totally sock cap. Now I'm kind of starting I, to call it a beanie. I get made fun of by my now fiance for calling it a sock cap because she thinks it's called a beanie. And that is the uh, root of all of our arguments is whether well, it's a sock cap or beanie. Well, now you have to call it a sock cap for forever. Yes. So yep. you got to stand your ground. Yeah. Uh, but they have a really cool USA colored noble gnome one. Because nice. uh, uh, the Olympics are going on. So. There's multiple ways. They're doing contests right now. You share their certain posts. You get entered to win. Um, but they got a really great-looking store on their website. So nice. make sure to go grab some uh, Noble Gnome merch. As someone who's as follically impaired as I am, um, I, I tend to wear sock caps about every time I leave the house in the winter. Um, if, if I don't, I feel like I'm missing an item of clothing. Um, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go enter that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really cool. I, I really like the the USA um, design, the color design. Mm. It's a cool one. I have not watched any of the Winter Olympics yet. I have not watched a single second. Kind of forgot they were on. Not, uh, I mean, neither of us are big Winter Olympic guys no. anyway. Not that I really watched the Summer Olympics this past summer, but. It was hard without a crowd. Um, yeah. Here's something, and, and I know why they don't do it, because they don't want to pause the, <clears throat> the NBA. But um, I've always thought that basketball and swimming should be in the Winter Olympics. Yeah, those are winter sports. Because they're played, at least in the U.S., during the winter time. They pause, do they pause the NHL? Yeah, normally for a do couple they? weeks. Mm-hmm. They pause the NHL, but they won't pause the NBA. Um, I guess they don't really want the NBA going into August like it did the COVID year. Um <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a winter sport, and I completely understand why they wouldn't want to have it and stop for twelve guys, essentially fifteen guys, you know, fifteen players um, that are on the USA roster. Don't want to stop an entire season for that, and of course, you don't want to hurt their teams by making them continue to play. Um, so, right, and I hope uh, anybody listening to the audio, I know the people watching might have just seen kind of what happened, but that was a Tan J-Man show first. My dog tripped over my cords to everything <laughs> and just about unhooked everything. So nice. uh, hopefully there wasn't a ton of bad audio feedback out there. So <laughs> apologize if there was. Didn't hear a single thing on my end. All so right. hopefully that's All a right. good sign. I definitely <clears throat> did in my, in my, in my yeah. headphones. So, <laughs> but he uh, scared himself. So he ran away. <laughs> Imagine that. So we got a lot to talk about here tonight, J-Man. I, I think we should start with some college hoops. Let's do it. Fun week of college hoops, especially for our teams. Um, our teams are rolling, man. They are they absolutely up rolling. Tomorrow night, Head, heading into this top fifteen matchup. Clearly, the, I mean, we've been saying it for a few weeks. Clearly, the two best teams in the Big Ten. Um, Illinois, I think, won four in a row, and all four have been quad one wins. Um, Purdue's just blowing teams out. I mean, they didn't really blow Michigan out, but uh, or Ohio State, I guess. But uh, they're still finding a way to win. Yeah, they're finding ways when they get up big on almost mm-hmm. every opponent, and then they kind of, I don't know, um, they let opponents get right back in the game. But credit to Michigan, they shot the ball really well. Hunter Dickinson played it, really, really well. The other it's day. interesting. Hunter Dickinson, with them on the court, they might be like a top 15 team in the country. Without him, they're one of the worst in the Big Ten. They've had lost to Nebraska. He has no help. He has no help. No, I mean, he, he had, tw- he had 28 the other day. Yeah. Their guard play is so bad. It's, yeah, it's just it's so good. bad. They're missing. Um, of course, they're missing Franz Wagner, who's tearing up the NBA right now. 
uh, he'd help. But uh, a couple other guys, too. I mean, they had Mike Smith last year running the point. He was pretty good. A um, couple other guys that they're just missing. And they've tried to rely on these freshmen. Caleb Houston, five-star guy. He's just been okay. Uh, Musa Diabate has been just okay for them. Um, I think they that's probably the reason why they came into the year ranked number four is because they thought, okay, Dickinson's going to go make this sophomore leap where he's going to be a superstar. They have these five-star freshmen coming in. Um, and it just hasn't panned out that way. Yeah, it's uh, like you said, I think they were definitely overhyped coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But um, but at times, I mean, when they're shooting well, it's like, okay, you can see why they were at least ranked coming into the year. But I think they got to get red hot to make the tournament Have at to. this point. Yeah, their net rankings right around like 55-ish, 52, 55. And that's, that's cutting it real close for an at-large bid. I don't think Lenardi has them in at all right now. No, nor, nor in the, his like next four out either. Um, so they, I mean, they have to get hot. I mean, they had an opportunity to, I mean, it was a really close game. Mm-hmm. Was it, was it a three point game there at one point and with like four five-ish point. minutes, four point, four point game. I mean, they just couldn't get it in. Um, Purdue missed the front end of a one and one, I believe. And they got an offensive rebound. I mean, that could have completely changed the game. Mason Gillis. He seems um, to get the big key rebound when glue, they need it every game. Glue, glue guy, man, him and Demonte Williams are like the same. Yeah, uh, they such are blue guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Michigan, Michigan has to get hot though. And they got a chance. I mean, I mean, they play uh, Penn state at Penn state mm-hmm. tomorrow. Then they host Purdue Thursday. Uh, yeah. Play them twice and within a week. Um, yep. but, uh, these are big weeks for Purdue and, 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 and Illinois and I'll go on record. Mm-hmm. I think the winner of tomorrow night's game at least ties for a share of the big 10 title. Absolutely. Um, Illinois was hurt by not beating Purdue back on January 18th or whatever that was. Uh, so this is a game they really need, in my opinion, to win the Big Ten. A uh, lot, lot of season left, of course. Purdue's oh, yeah. ske- Purdue schedule is a little bit easier. I saw strength to schedule ranking today uh, for the top five teams. I think Michigan State had the hardest. Illinois had the second hardest. Then it was Purdue. Um, a team to look out for is Ohio State, though. They have the easiest schedule among the top five. Um, and, I mean, they have a ton of talent, too. And Michigan State's frauds. They're not going to do it. No, they're – I mean, I think Illinois kind of proved them frauds, beating them without Kofi Coburn, who um, is obviously he's one of the most dominant players in the country and should be, in my opinion, Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, tops right now after this past week he had, um, after Johnny Davis did not play very well against Illinois nor Penn State. Um and I mean, Michigan State loses them, then they go to Rutgers and just get absolutely blown out. Two and years it, in a row. Yeah, it it really wasn't even a game. Like um, I was watching a little bit of the first half and second half, and Rutgers kept like a seven to ten point lead the entire time. Um, that's a tough place to play. That's 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 such a just crappy place to go play right now because their net ranking is so bad. Where it'll be close to a quad three loss, right? Um, and it's an incredibly tough place to play regardless. So that's kind of a lose-lose. If you go in there and win, who cares? But um, if you lose, it's the end of the world, it feels yeah, like. They're, they're a team that's bona fide, great at home, off on the road. Yeah, yeah. Rutgers. I mean, it was evident by losing at – which I think Northwestern is actually legitimately okay. Um, but they had a chance to win there. They are down 17 at one point, came back and tied it on Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember when it was, and then they found a way to lose. They've lost at – did they? I think they lost at Penn State this year too. They lost um, – they got mm-hmm. killed at Illinois. They got um, – yeah, they, they can win at home, but um, definitely not on the road. Yeah, it was an interesting, interesting week in the, around the landscape of college basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, UCLA loses twice outside the top 10, a real bad loss in a double overtime to Arizona State. Terrible loss. I, I watched that game. Arizona State's like 6-16. Six and 16. Yeah, Not They're good at real all. Real bad. Um, what else happened? Um, who else got upset ba- this week? Baylor got whooped oh, on Saturday oh at Kansas, which yeah, they were without one of their better guards. But and Kansas isn't going to lose two home games in a row. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kentucky whooped Alabama. Mm-hmm. Alabama's been a disappointment this year. Um, yeah, they've kind of fallen by the wayside. So has LSU. LSU's lost yep. six of their last seven. Yep. Um, uh, Arkansas's got hot. They've won eight in a mm-hmm. row. Yeah, they uh, they came they in the Auburn year, this week, right? twelve or thirteen. Auburn coming off an absolute scare against Georgia, a bad Georgia team. Yep. Worst worst uh, 
power team, high major team um, in the net ranking yep. right now, and they took it to the wire. Yep. Um, Villanova <clears throat> beat UConn, but in, in the process, one of their guards goes down with mm-hmm. injury. Yeah, so. which, I mean, they were missing Gillespie last year, too, with a torn yeah. ACL. So yeah. kind of – and I haven't seen – if uh, the x-rays came back negative or whatever um, yet, yeah, but I mean, he's their best player. So that could be a huge, huge loss for the big East. Um, Cause you, you look at the big East Providence is rolling right yeah. now. They're 20 and two. Um, yeah. I don't feel so bad that they beat Purdue in overtime in the secret scrimmage. Now. No, you, you, you shouldn't, <laughs> which, which really who, who cares? Who cares anyway? Right. But still, um, but yeah, they're rolling. Xavier lost at home to DePaul. Oh, that was they're, a bad loss. They were ranked, that was a real bad loss. Um, Mark Marquette looks like maybe the second best team. They beat Villanova earlier in the mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Um, um, ACC Duke just manhandled UNC, just yeah, killed them. North Carolina is not an NCAA tournament team. They might Duke. get in on their name alone. I don't um, think. I don't know how they could. They shouldn't. Year. They shouldn't. They have zero quad one wins. They have they have zero good wins essentially. Um, Florida they're, State they're not good. Florida State lost home to Wake Forest. Wake Forest is making a case to be mm-hmm. one of the top ACC teams. Yeah, really, one team that nobody's talking about. Notre Dame. Notre Dame's better in the ACC. Yeah, they're playing really well so far. They had an opportunity against Duke, and they ended up getting whooped. Yeah. yeah. Um, earlier in the week, and that that could have been maybe their last opportunity to get a really good quality win because the ACC is so down this year. Awful. Um, yeah. it's it's really bad. Uh, but yeah, Notre Dame's making their case. Uh, which not many people thought coming into the year that they'd be okay, but they've turned out to be uh, pretty solid. One of my bold predictions, one of my 2022 bold predictions for 2022 was Purdue was going to be the only team from Indiana that makes NCAA tournament. I don't think that's true now. You so. you, you think Notre Dame's going to make the tournament? I think Indiana will make the tournament. And, yeah, I forgot and about I think, I, think, um, I think Notre Dame's got a pretty good shot. I mean, they got – I, but like you said, they don't have a ton of opportunities left for quality mm-hmm. wins. But I don't know if they get up to 22, 23 wins. I don't know. Yeah, I, and I don't. of of course they're going to have the ACC tournament as well to sure. kind of get those quality wins and maybe get another shot at Duke. Because um, I, I don't know if they play Duke the rest of the year, but they're not winning in Cameron Indoor. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, they the ACC is significantly down. And it, it was kind of down last year too. I mean, Duke didn't even make the tournament last year. Yep, that's true. So, and then uh, Gonzaga, I don't know if you saw us, they beat BYU by 33. Yeah, that Chet Holmgren was unbelievable um, on on Saturday night. He just – he put on a show. Um, he's – it's it, – because he plays for Gonzaga, you just don't get to watch him play that much because they're always – seems like tipping off at 11 mm-hmm. o'clock Eastern time. True. Um, but he was the number one recruit in the nation coming out yeah. of high school last year and looking like a potential top five pick, uh, which is so weird for the way he looks. He's, he's super tall and super skinny, but he does stuff that guards can't do. Right. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. And, I don't, and he's blocking shots. So it'll be interesting to see how that trans transpires at the next mm-hmm. level. He'll probably, he'll probably, you know, take a couple of years to develop in the sure. pros, but he's going to be pretty good. Um, but in BYU earlier that week, in the week last week, lost to San Francisco, which San Francisco is a solid team. They're probably going to make the tournament. Yeah. But BYU all of a sudden is not what BYU is accustomed yeah. to. And they play in the conference they play in where Gonzaga hasn't exactly played murderer's row here since uh, mid-December. And no. they still vault up to number one, uh, no. which, which, I mean, that's proven to be not that big of a deal because they still went to the national championship last year. Um, all that, and they still have pretty deep runs in the NCAA tournament, but uh, yeah. it's it's tough to evaluate a really great Gonzaga team just with who they're playing right now. Yeah, it is. That's why they play some tough opponents in non-con, mm-hmm. which which they have to. They they which, really have to. Which you remember, Alabama took them to the woodshed. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> they did. They did. Crazy, crazy, but uh, a lot of good Big Ten games on slate this mm-hmm. week. Uh, why don't we uh, go through and predict some? Tomorrow night we have Wisconsin at Michigan State. Yeah, this is a top twenty battle. So I mean, all eyes are going to be on the Big Ten. Somehow Michigan State is still seventeenth. It's Tom Izzo. Somehow Wisconsin still fourteenth. I don't know. Um, Where's this game at? At Michigan State. Michigan Michigan State blew out Wisconsin and Wisconsin. I was going to say yeah, and I know Michigan State looked bad at Rutgers the other day, but I'll take Sparty at home in this one. Yes. I agree. 
Johnny Davis scores a ton of points. He's um, a guy that also shoots the ball a bunch, so yep. it kind of um, he's not very efficient. They need Brad Davison to uh, play better. Trent Frazier shut him down. Trent Frazier shut down. I've talked about this a bunch, but Trent Frazier shuts down about every guard he faces. Uh, Brad Davison's one of them. Dave, Davison's like the past three games he's played against Illinois, he's like one for 19 shooting the three ball. Um, they need somebody else to step up in Wisconsin. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, though, at Michigan State. Give me Michigan State. Uh, Michigan at Penn State. Interesting one here. I think Penn State will be pretty physical with them, but I think Michigan wins a close one. This is a tough one. Penn State coming off a win against, well, they lost to Wisconsin by two, uh, but they did beat Iowa earlier in the week in yep. Penn State. Double overtime. Um, double overtime, and it was a miracle to get to double overtime because Keegan Murray had insane tip in the buzzer to tie it. Um, yeah, give me Michigan as well. For some reason, I just think Penn State's going to lose that one. Interesting one here. Big one for Indiana. Uh, they travel to Evanston to face Northwestern. Yeah, they got an interesting stretch of games coming up here. Um, this is one they they desperately yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. Um, Indiana's an interesting team. Um, I mean, Trace, Chase, Trace Jackson Davis, like he did against Purdue, gets in foul trouble early against mm-hmm. Illinois, sits the whole pretty much whole first half then didn't do a whole lot in the second half. And at times you look at me like Indiana's playing better without him. This is yeah, weird. They played uh, better without him. But uh, I just, I think IU gets it done, but it's going to be, I think it's close. I think it's close. Northwestern. All they do is play close games until <laughs> they go to Nebraska and beat them by 30, which we can yeah. talk about Nebraska later if we want to. Oh. Um, but yes, Indiana, uh, Kofi Coburn has dominated Trace Jackson Davis, every single time they played him, I mean, Illinois 4-0 against him. Um, and, like, last year, Trace Jackson Davis had a game where he shot 3 of 18 against um, Kofi Coburn. And Kofi didn't do a whole lot in the first half, and then he turned it on in the second half. Illinois was the significantly tougher team um, than Indiana was. I think Northwestern's a fairly tough team. That's going to be a tough one for Indiana to get. And I think Northwestern pulls it out. I can see that. Illinois at Purdue, game of the year, is, ESPN, Jason Benetti, Robbie Hummel. Is there a line on this game yet? There is no line on any game for tomorrow that I can see. I bet Purdue's a three-point favorite, two to three-point. Uh, the power of Mackey Arena. Yeah, um, I know, but, I mean, it took Purdue Illinois was time an, against these guys the first time. and Illinois was an underdog at Indiana last yeah, that was, that was an easy 37 bucks for me. Thank you, betters. Um, only the second time Illinois had been underdogs all year. Uh, and this will be the third, of course. But This is going to be a battle, I think. Uh-huh. It's going to be uh, – it's, it's supposed to be a blackout at Mackey tomorrow, 9 o'clock, which was at rocking. 7. Which was at 7, but it's 9 o'clock Eastern time. This is when I'm really jealous of you on Central time. I was going to say, Central time is the best time for sports by far. Yeah. Um. Gosh, these teams are built really similar too. Good centers, mm-hmm. got a few good shooters. Um, last time I picked Illinois to beat Purdue, and I'm gonna go with my heart on this one to pick Purdue in, in a close one. Everything I can read or read today about Illinois, they said they've never been more locked in. Sure. Um, it's it's one of those things where I feel so unbelievably good every single game they're playing that I don't think they can lose. However, I don't think they can win in Mackey Arena. But Illinois has won 24 of their last 27 games against Big Ten opponents. They've won 29 of their last 35. They've won eight of their last nine Big Ten road games, 13 of their last 15 Big Ten road games, which is just insane. This is arguably the greatest three-year stretch of Illinois basketball ever. Yeah. Um, regular season-wise, anyway. Um, and in their last 16 games against Michigan, Indiana, Iowa, and Wisconsin, they're 16-0. and 0. Uh, It's just <laughs> it's just crazy. I've, I've never seen anything like this because they used to not be able to beat those teams. Um, I think Purdue wins at home. It's Mackey's going to be rocking. They don't have anyone that can guard Jaden Ivey. He, his, his athleticism was ridiculous. He's uh, getting Saturday. better every game. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't have a good shooting game, but he's all of a sudden he's learning to win, when to kick it in the gear, when not to. Right. I mean, that's why Chad Ford has him number two overall now. On his, Which, on yeah, I mean, he he does 
athletically looks like John Morant. And that's yeah, he what, does. That's, that's what Brad Underwood said today. He's as close to John Morant in college basketball as uh, we have. And he loves John. Um, they work out together. I mean, yeah, his mom I mean, was assistant coach of the Grizzlies for a year a couple years ago, so he got yeah. to know John pretty well. Um, um, that's who he bases his game off of. But uh, it's it's going to be a battle. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be. It'll be interesting to see how the refs ref this one. If if they call everything or call nothing. <laughs> yeah, which which they didn't call a whole lot. It felt like uh, the first time around. Uh, they just both big guys are just beating the absolute tar out of each other. Um, they will finally have a healthy Kofi Coburn because he played that game with a concussion. Yeah. Uh, so that will help. However, and I said this last time, Kofi gets in any sort of foul trouble, they're absolutely toast. But they weren't toast I mean, last time. They weren't toast, which is crazy. And I don't think Boss Mans has played since. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and like I said, like, Indiana and Illinois, the game plan going into was get Trace and Kofi in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. They did that. They lose that Indiana yeah. and almost lose that Illinois. <laughs> the, yeah. Because yeah. it opens it up for the guards. So, yeah. Because, I mean, uh, neither of those guys can shoot outside yeah. of 10 feet. Um, so I, I, I think it'll be a knockdown, drag out sort of fight. But uh, should just, be a good one. The power of Mackey. It's hard for me to ever pick against Purdue in Mackey Arena, especially after witnessing many games there and how loud it can get. And teams just don't play well there. Um, but yeah, give me give give me Purdue, and really, whatever. I'd rather win the Big Ten tournament, anyways. So. No, I if I had to pick one, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. But here here's an interesting stat about Illinois. Uh, Trent Frazier, Alfonso Plummer, Demonte Williams, uh, Jacob Grandison, Kofi Coburn lineup has played 176 minutes together this season and are outscoring opponents by 44 points per 100 possessions, which is, which is crazy. That same lineup with Hawkins, Coleman Hawkins in for Grandison has played 53 minutes and opponents are outscoring Illinois by 18 points per 100. So uh, Jacob Grandison might be the MVP of the, uh, <laughs> no kidding. MVP At least the team of the season there. At least team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, wow. uh, should be pretty good. So moving on to Wednesday night, we have Ohio state at Rutgers. It'd be a tough one. Give me Rutgers. You're taking Rutgers. Yeah. Ohio State needs it if they want any yeah, shot to win the Big Ten. Um, give me Ohio State. Just something weird about that building. I mean, if you look at Rutgers' resume and hide the bad loss of Lafayette, you see they beat Purdue and Michigan State at home, you're thinking this team's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they also have a home loss to like Lafayette or something like that, which is yeah. so strange. Right. Um, I've personally never eaten Jersey Mike's. Um, I that Jersey Mike's. No. Um, but maybe there's something about it. I might have to give it a try. Uh, Give, give me Ohio State. Uh, this is an interesting one as far as two teams that are going the exact same direction, and that's Minnesota at Nebraska. Minnesota. Give me Nebraska. I think Minnesota's garbage. Nebraska's um, garbage. Nebraska's worse than garbage. They're they, they, like 30 at home yes. to Northwestern. Like, yeah, that's that's a good point. I don't even know. Um, I, I'm just, for some reason, I think they're going to get a win here. Uh, Minnesota started out, I think they were 11-0, and weren't they? Or close to it, 10-0. Uh, since we've been watching Big Ten basketball, have you ever, or can you ever remember a team going over in the conference? I can't. Um, I, did Indiana do it in that really bad year in 2008, 2009? I thought they beat somebody. Seems like they beat somebody. And then um, I know the following year they beat Illinois. Thanks. Yeah, rush the court. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was fun, especially living in Indiana at the time. Um, I guess I can seems, Google it. Or do you got seems, it? I got it. seems like Northwestern's had some years where they've gone over. Well, I remember Purdue won seven games, GK's last year, nine games in my parents' first year, but they won a couple. 08-09, Indiana went 1-17 in oh. Big Ten play. So they get a win. Um, I – yeah, Northwestern's the only team I could think of that could possibly do it. I mean, since I remember watching was goes back to about 2000, I don't remember a team doing that. I don't either, but this uh, Nebraska team is very uh, – <laughs> Yeah. 07, 08 um, – 99-2000, uh, Northwestern went 0-16 in Big All Ten right, play. That would have been the year I started um, watching, but I don't Yeah, remember. 07, 08, they went 1-17. 19 and 20, they went three and 17. How does Colin still have a job? Did you know once? Did you know that Northwestern was ranked at one point last season? 
They nope. got up to they got up to nineteenth, and then they finished nine and fifteen. So, yeah. wow. But um, yeah, this uh, Nebraska team is very primed for an offer, and the Hoiberg experiment experiment's not working. Nope. It's not, and I mean, he he tried to do exactly what he did at Iowa State. Remember, he took over Iowa State, and they were terrible. Right. I mean, he turned them into transfer you, and that's exactly what Nebraska's, or he tried to do at Nebraska, but that style just doesn't work anymore because guys are transferring every single year. So. I was gonna say now everybody's getting transferred. Everybody's so it's, it's not it. like it used yeah. to be. So yeah. And, yeah, and they're they're awful. You can get into that game for as low as two dollars. Hey, that's um, better than ninety nine cent Daryl <laughs> Hazel games. Ninety nine cents. I don't know if it was that low. It was bad. I, I remember one time I went with you to a Purdue game during the Hazel era. You made me walk down and pay twenty five bucks for a ticket I could have got for a dollar on StubHub. Was that Virginia Tech? Uh, I think I think it, it was either Virginia Tech or it was Illinois. Both teams were bad. Illinois yeah. was anyway. Yeah. Um, I could have bought a ticket for ninety nine cents on StubHub. <laughs> you made me walk down to the to Will Call or wherever. I want you to give my school more money? And, yeah. Appreciate um, it. <laughs> Thursday night, Iowa at Maryland. Uh, this is a coin flip, but give me a Maryland. Give me Maryland as well. Uh, Iowa looked pretty good yesterday against um, who they play in Minnesota. Yeah, Fran, Fran McCaffrey has COVID. I don't know yes. if they'll be back for this one. Um, give me Iowa on the road. I think Maryland kind of folds it in now, phones it in. Yeah, they might. Um, Purdue at Michigan. That's a rough week, as you said. I would be happy with two of three this week, to be honest. Um, it'd be really shocked me if Purdue wins all three. Um, with that said, give me Michigan in this one. I just, I just don't have a good. I don't know why. Don't have a good feeling about it. I'll have a good feeling about tomorrow night either. But <laughs> um, Purdue has had some success in Michigan, haven't they? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I remember Travion Williams had a great game there, and they end up they losing lost that a couple years ago. The other uh, Saturday's win against Michigan was the senior class's first win against Michigan, but they'd only played them so, four times. Yeah, they um, only played them once last year. Purdue's too good. Give me, give me the Boilers. I hope you're right. Uh, Rutgers at Wisconsin on Saturday. I'll go with Wisconsin this week. Give one. me Wisconsin at home. Indiana at Michigan State. Michigan State. Give me Michigan State. Uh, I think it'll be pretty close, though. I'm not a believer in this Michigan State team. Um, Ohio State at Michigan. I think, week, I think too. you know, Michigan go beats Penn State, beats Purdue. They're riding a high. Ohio State knocks them down. Ohio State. I think I think Michigan wins this one for some reason. <laughs> it's these are hard to predict this it, week. This is a tough week, which it's it's February in the Big Ten. It's going to be brutal for everyone. It's true. Uh, Penn State at Minnesota. I'll take Penn State in this one. At Minnesota, give me Minnesota. I you call them garbage. You call them garbage and losing to Nebraska. And they're going to yeah, be Penn it's, State. It's a, it's a it home is home game. though. Yeah. yeah. Sunday afternoon, we have Northwestern. There's no way Purdue loses a game this week, in my opinion. I think their best chance would be at Michigan. Yeah. Um, well, North- no, their best place. Well, that, that or tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's going to be no. That's going to be tough. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Northwestern at Illinois. Nothing screams Illinois Northwestern more like a 1 o'clock Central Big Ten Network game before the Super Bowl. Uh, Illinois had their scare already against Northwestern. They blow them out this time. Yeah, I think Illinois handles them. Now, if they win on Tuesday, I think we could see a little bit of a hangover sure. um, effect. But uh, yeah, give me give me Illinois in that one. Maryland at Purdue. This is a 1 o'clock CBS game. It's weird that this is a national game, but it was scheduled well in advance. Uh, give me Purdue in this one. Only yeah, time per- they play Purdue each other. Purdue large. Uh, Nebraska at Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, give me Iowa. Big. <laughs> Uh, you want to do any top 25? Yeah, we can go through a, right. a few real quick. We'll just pick and choose. Tonight, do we have any? Kansas at Texas. Ooh. Um, hard, to pick, hard to pick against the Jayhawks the way they played over mm. the weekend. Give me Kansas. I don't think Texas can score enough. Give me Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday night, we have Marquette at UConn. UConn's still ranked. Yeah, give me UConn in this one. I'll take the home team. Yeah, give me UConn as well. Uh, Wednesday night. See any good ones Wednesday night. Wednesday night, not really. Moving on to Thursday. 
Murray State's ranked. Did not know that. Hmm. Not a good week for uh, top 25 matchups. Friday night we have UConn at Xavier. I'll take Xavier at home. Yeah, Xavier needs a win after losing to Doesn't Arkansas host Auburn this week? Um, So Arkansas won eight straight. Auburn. Or or maybe I'm making that up. Uh, Texas A&M hosts Auburn. Mm. Or no, Auburn hosts Texas A&M on Saturday. I didn't see Auburn on. No. I might have, might have skipped over it. Yeah, maybe uh, I read the schedule wrong this week. Texas at Baylor Saturday afternoon. Bad week for <clears> Texas. <throat> Give me Baylor. Give me Baylor as well. Baylor needs a win. They've lost a few here this week. Mm-hmm. Number 22, St. Mary's travels to Gen- number two, Gonzaga. Give me Zags at home. Yeah, give me Gonzaga. Uh, number 12, UCLA travels to number 21, USC. UCLA Give me USC. I think US, UCLA keeps falling seed lines. Yeah. Uh, Mick Cronin was not too happy with his uh, team. <laughs> he was screaming at him. As, I mean, losing at a terrible Arizona State team. They well, didn't and, and he was screaming at him in overtime when they had 1.4 seconds left and the inbounder threw it over the guy's head out yep. of bounds. That yep. just kills you. Yeah. So, uh, any other uh, college basketball? Not that I could think of. My word association is college basketball All right. related. So, this is Big Ten Freshman of the Year from the past Ooh, 15 or so years. That's a good one. Uh, some of these guys haven't heard of in a while. <laughs> but uh, starting with uh, last last year, Hunter Dickinson. Um, cocky. Yeah. I uh, saw that firsthand on Saturday. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. he and Brad Davidson are on the same level of uh, – Guys, you just want to punch. And Brad Davidson's not really cocky. He's just dirty. He's dirty, but um, Hunter's very cocky. Great he's player, but super cocky. Wow. Doesn't, doesn't shut up. I mean, no. he's talked so much trash about Illinois the past two years, and they haven't beat him in over a thousand days. Well, um, I watched him. You know, usually you watch the journey on the Big Ten Network, and you come away liking guys. Mm-hmm. I watch a feature on him. I'm like, he's very unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand him. Um, 20. 2020, 20, yeah, 2020, Kofi Coburn. Beast. I mean, look at the guy. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's taller a, guys in NCAA, like Zach Eady, 7'4", but Kofi's a large human large being. Human. and yeah. Very talented. I don't know if he'll ever be a great pro, but very yeah. talented college basketball player. I would be interested to see how much money he's making with the NIL this year because right. there's, a, I think, a legitimate shot he can come back next year if he thinks he's going to make yeah. more money, which would be awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's dominant. Um, Iggy Brasdakis. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, completely forgot about him. One I forgot done. he forgot he won and done. Is he even in the league anymore? I don't know. He's been a bust. Um, Michigan's just for over years has been it's an NBA producing factory. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a lefty, wasn't he? Iggy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just t shirt like wearing six, lefty. Yeah, like right. six seven. Um, gosh. he was. He was good, but I hadn't f- thought about him since he left Michigan. Yeah, I couldn't believe he won freshman of the year. It should have been Io, in my opinion, but uh, it was it was Brad Vegas. Uh, Jaron Jackson, good player, but I thought he was a little overrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his numbers weren't great. I will say the team he's on now might be the most exciting team in the NBA with John ja Morant and Desmond Bain uh, there in Memphis. Desmond Bain, man, oh, yeah. Purdue let him get away. They got Carson instead, though, didn't he? Didn't they? No. No. I don't think that was the same. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't offer him a scholarship for some reason. There was something. And, and yeah, he he tore it up at TCU, and now he's good for the Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. Miles Bridges. A guy that's coming on in the pros. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget him hitting a buzzer beater against Purdue up in East Lansing to win Mm -hmm. the game. Um. Great athlete. Freak, freak athlete, yeah. Ethan Happ. Felt like he was on Wisconsin for a decade. Then uh, you kind of forget about him when he leaves. Yeah, he was such a fundamental, awful free throw shooter, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was a solid player and got better mm-hmm. every single year he's at Wisconsin. Yep. D'Angelo Russell. I thought about him the other day for the first time in a while because I, I forgot forget- he was a top five pick. I always forget he went to Ohio State because the Big one Ten just doesn't have one and done guys like that. He was a top five pick. He was a pain in the butt on a high state team that wasn't that good. Yeah. I think they got what, like a 10 seed, maybe? They might have won a game. Yeah. I can't maybe. remember. Uh, Noah Vonley. 
uh, another one I would done that didn't do much in the pros, but he was still no. hanging around the pros yeah, last time still, I knew. Still making money. But uh, uh, deep, pretty good player for a Indian team that wasn't very mm-hmm. good. Gary Harris. Solid college player and was making a solid NBA career for himself till he got traded from Denver to the Magic, I believe. Yeah. I don't know he's what he's doing now. Pretty good. He starts for Okay. Him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he was starting in Denver, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, just a solid, solid mm-hmm. college player. Cody Zeller. Another solid college player that I never thought he would last in the pros like he has. Um, he was a top five pick to the Hornets and uh, the big fundamental. Yeah. The uh, NBA kind of evolved right when he was getting into it. Yep. Uh, to the point where he's just not a match very well in the the NBA. I mean, he's made a longer career than Victor Oladipo. Vic's not Vic's playing. Is he? Uh, where's he he's, at? He's with Miami. He's been hurt this year, though. Okay, well, then maybe that's why because he gets hurt all so often. Um, yeah, he gets hurt a bunch. Uh, yeah. Jared Sellinger. Oh, guy wanted to jump after one year, but he, he came back. To yeah, he put together one of the best freshman yeah, years I can remember in Big Ten play. Wore two elbow pads, um, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I hated those Ohio State teams with a passion too. and the ones before him. <laughs> and they were but, good. Yeah, Solly was really, much. really good and hadn't been the greatest of pros, but, man, he was just one of those Ohio State thorns in your side. He was, I'm pretty sure – the head coach for the Ohio State team in that he was. He was. Yep. Um, so, DJ Richardson. I couldn't have told you he won freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. Over uh, Watford. Wow. I couldn't have told you he was I, up Actually, uh, Drew Crawford was co-freshman of the year. Uh, he was with, a good college player at Northwestern. Yeah, he was good with Northwestern. Um, I, don't know, I don't know much to say about DJ besides uh, he, freshman of the year. I mean, he's like a – he averaged, I think, 10 points a game every single year. He was at yeah, Illinois. Consistent. He, super consistent, good defensively, could hit a three. They don't win that um, buzzer beater game against Indiana without him. I think he scored eight straight points to tie it. I think you just and said it, that a week or two this, ago. I, I yeah. did. It feels like I just said that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was, he was a solid player. I do not look back on those teams very fondly, though. Um, <laughs> Johnny Gross. Yeah. William Buford. Uh, William. Oh. I think he's still hitting threes, him and Diebler in the <laughs> game I went yeah. my freshman year at Purdue. Purdue's ranked 10. High State was ranked number one. It was over a half. Uh, <laughs> man, those guys, oh, I hated yeah. those Ohio State teams. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was a, yeah. He was a stud, and he's made a good career for himself over in Europe. Mm-hmm. Eric Gordon. Good college player, but overhyped. Uh, but he's made a good yeah. NBA career for himself. He There's a lot of similarities with him and Romeo Langford their yes. first year. Yes. Um, that Indiana team was better, but they had the Calvin Sampson yep. thing where Dan Dockage had to take over yep. final six games got, or something got like that. Got beat by Blake Hoffarber and then got uh, killed by an Arkansas in the 8-9 yeah. game. But I can't think Eric Gordon without thinking Sean Pruitt. Yeah. I was just looking at that box score the other day. Pruitt went <laughs> one for seven. All he had to do was like make one. Just, just hit one and they win. Um <laughs> It, it, it was funny though, uh, Chester Frazier coming back to Indiana. Um, of course, of course, he's an assistant at Illinois. Yeah. And of course, you, you remember the push. Oh, yeah. He, he gave Gordon. It's just funny to see him on the sidelines now at Illinois as there's a Eric Gordon Greeks uh, pizzeria banner around um, the stadium. And, oh, that's uh, funny. I didn't home. know that. Uh, yeah. Greg Oden. Um, oh, what could have been? I mean, mm-hmm. he's just a big guy who couldn't stay healthy. And, you know, the Blazers are kicking themselves to this day, taking him over Durant. But I would have done the same thing Absolutely. if I were them then. I mean, man, he was good. I mean, he looked like he was 40 when he was 19 years yeah. old, when he was 18 years old. And now he's still a, a assistant at Ohio mm-hmm. State. So um, seems seems like seems one of the nicest guys out there. He does. Uh, I'll never forget reading Sports Illustrated. And um, reading a story about the funniest thing a guy ever like heckled him about um, when he was wa- he was walking off the court at Ohio State and somebody yelled to him, "How was World War II? I thought it was a Civil War, or was it World War II? <laughs> it might have been Civil yeah. War. Yeah. Uh, but either way, uh, it's a good one. Yeah, he's uh, he, yeah. <laughs> he looked a lot older than he was. That's when Ohio State finally in our lifetime became like yeah, of course serious contenders they had they were put on sanctions because of right. uh jim o- jim o'brien was that his name yeah yep so um, what an awful pacer coach he was 
Yeah, they, they were pretty good. I mean, their Super Bowl in 04, 05 was that game against Illinois. That team probably would have Sylvester. Been, yeah, that Ohio State team would have probably been an NCAA tournament team, yeah. but uh, they couldn't they couldn't make it, which, mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about the NCAA's ruling on some of that stuff at a later date. But, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of – Mata took over, and then he started recruiting, and they got Conley, Greg Oden, Daquan Cook was a five-star, and he played in the NBA for a little while. Um that was when their reign of terror for like, I would say a good six or seven year stretch where you just hated playing them. Absolutely. So that's going to do it. Uh, that's a good list. Like always J man. And the word association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee attorney at law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Key LLC are located at 206 4th street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North central Indiana and practice criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give Rhett a call today to schedule your free consultation at 574-722-2221. Yes, sir. Super Bowl week. But before we start talk about the Super Bowl, uh, we've had a few other uh, head coaching positions be filled. Um, well, first of all, Brian Flores is suing the NFL for discrimination and something else, which – the allegations he has against Dolphins owner Stephen Ross are enough for them to force Stephen Ross to sell the team, fingers crossed, um, <laughs> that he offered him $100,000 for each loss in 2019. Um, the same year, Stephen Ross invested $17 million into a sportsbook startup. So that's it, quite the uh, conflict of interest there. And I think, you know, when it comes to this, I don't think it, that part of it's race-based. No, I think that's it's more yeah. of just trying to tank. But mm-hmm. I would but I would be interested if there is a white coach out there that's ever got offered the same deal because we haven't heard about one. Sure. Yes. Um, now, as far as – I mean, I think the Rooney rule needs to change. It does. Um, it does. People just because, – Because it really is what happened to Flores when he said happened. He went to New York and it was a sham interview because they needed to interview a minority. And right. that's just that's wrong in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there's I, I don't know what the solution is, but there's got to be a better way to implement the Rooney rule than uh, the way it's happening now, because you're opening yourself up for um, a lawsuit, which is what Flores is doing. And honestly, I think he's a real good shot to win it. I will say it looks like he might have <clears throat> fit in the in the Denver case um, now. Elway and Ellis might have been impaired. I don't know, even though it wouldn't surprise me with Elway. No, even though it sounded like Elway got to Boston at 3 a.m. because they had just interviewed mm. Mike Munchak and they went out to dinner and was out there late. But Joe Ellis had been in Boston the whole day before for something else. But it looks like the time frame and notes of the interviews that Denver has submitted isn't quite lining up with Flores saying they mm. were an hour late. Um, I don't know. I think I think we'll find out more details by that, right. but a few NFL reporters I really trust have said it looks like that part of the story is not adding up, but yeah, the rest of this is going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, which, I mean, the NFL, of course, came out and refuted all of it. Um, oh, quick. And yeah, which Flores' lawyer, I thought, made a really good point. You guys investigated deflated footballs for months, right. and you took 20 minutes to refute this without doing any sort of investigation. Now it looks like the NFL is going to look into it and do some investigating, uh, which 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 they should. I mean, you have to and stuff like this, whether it happened or it didn't. You just you have to have due, due process. Well, it's also interesting, Hugh Jackson just now coming out. <laughs> it's like you've been interviewed multiple times. Yeah. And you've never said anything about uh, this. You just come down. Maybe he didn't have the guts to do it, but then then he know. backtracked and said it wasn't true. It's yeah. he, he he like made the whole thing all about himself. Yeah. Um, which he's Hugh Jackson went one and <laughs> what one and thirty. Yeah, he's a he's a loser as a, when it 30. comes to being a head coach. Yeah, he's just not good. So um, yeah, he he just needs to shut up. But as far yeah. as the head coaching vacancies that have been filled. The Saints just uh, promoted Dennis Allen from defensive coordinator, which we thought that was probably. The I'm most happy for him. I think scenario. he deserves a second chance to be mm-hmm. head coach in the NFL because the Raiders, when they were in Oakland, didn't give him a fair shot. Right. Uh, Minnesota Vikings hired LA Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell after it looked like Harbaugh was going to take it and then backed out at the last second. And Harbaugh lost both of his coordinators. I yes. think, I personally think what happened, Harbaugh was so sure he was going to get the Viking job. He told his staff, his staff started looking for other jobs. Mm-hmm. They got opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then Harbaugh didn't get it. 
and makes it sound like, oh, I want to be a Michigan this whole time. This is going to impact their recruiting negatively eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I of think. course, you you look at their defensive coordinator, and he went and took the defensive coordinator job in Baltimore. Right. So that, that one kind of made sense. But his offensive coordinator just left on his own to go to the University of Miami. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Um, so so I think, I think one. the job would be more, your job would be more stable at Michigan than Miami, but absolutely. absolutely. Now it sounds like, um, the offensive coordinator was not a favorite of Jim Harbaugh and he's okay to see him leave, well, yeah, but who knows? Um, Jacksonville hired Doug Peterson. I think it's a real good hire. I think it's a good hire. I think Jacksonville mm-hmm. finally did something right. They probably, they kind of made a mess of their whole search, but at the end, I think they yeah. got one of the better guys yeah. out there. Uh, Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel. Um, I think it's a good hire. Coordinator for San Francisco. He's everything I've heard about him. He's innovative, creative, uh, great communicator. Um, you look at the quarterbacks he's worked with. They've had the best years of their career every single year yep. um, that he's coached. So um, I'm honestly surprised somebody wanted to go and um, get those paychecks signed by Stephen Ross at this point. But I'm glad they got their guy because Mike McDaniel had started creeping up that list for me after, especially after Dable took the Giants job. Um, so here's an interesting thing to me: three offense coordinators get hired to Denver, Miami in Minnesota, in uh, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Mike McDaniel, and Kevin O'Connell, neither, n- none of them called the place for their teams. The one OC that was a hot commodity to call his place didn't get a job in uh, Kellen Moore. So that tells mm-hmm. me, that shows you interviews are important. Yeah. And really, I mean, you, you look around the league and offensive coordinators that did call plays and then they're wanting to call plays as a head coach. I mean, look how bad it worked out with Matt Nagy in Chicago, Adam, Adam Gase in Miami for that matter. Um, The head coach needs to be the CEO and needs to be over every single aspect of the team. Um, So I think the fact that the guys aren't calling plays, it's not that big of a deal. I don't think the enemy calls plays in Kansas city. Does he? I don't think so. I think he has more of an input this year than he has had, mm. but I don't think so. I mean, um, I mean, I know Daniel Hackett already said he's calling the plays in Denver. Is he? Oh, so, yeah. Um, so. Mike McDaniel, though, sounds like he put together every single one of San Francisco's game plans, uh, yep. and he, he was the run yep. game coordinator. So, yep. Um, ask me in three years if it was a good hire. It's one of those yep, things I, that yep. I'm just whatever at this well, point. Well, I'm confident to say it's going to be better hire than the Texans hire. Yes, the funniest hire of the coaching carousel. <laughs> the Houston Texans promoted Lovey Smith. What are I mean, they doing? I mean, he did a good job in Chicago for a while. A Didn't do very ago. well in Tampa Bay. Was awful at the University of Illinois. Awful. And now, I mean, he's a good defensive coordinator. Sometimes mm-hmm. just leave him, let him be a defensive coordinator. Yeah. I, this, this is one ugh. of those where I think – Guys were saying no to the Texans because they have the Deshaun Watson thing hanging I think over you're the right. franchise. I think uh, you're right. Where they had to do this. And I think this is going to be a one-year stopgap sort of deal until they can hire somebody new next year. Uh, Lovey was an utter disaster in Illinois. He was there for the paycheck, and he phoned it in, hired his son, gave him a six-figure salary to uh, coach their linebackers after having no experience. Um, he lost twice to Daryl Hazel. Hazel won nine games. Twice to Daryl Hazel. Got <laughs> murdered one game against Daryl Hazel. The other game, I think, went to overtime. Yes, um, yes, it did. Because remember, remember Hazel iced Illinois' kicker three times with all three timeouts <laughs> that he missed? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's one of the worst hires I've ever seen. Yeah, like, that's, I, it's just laughable. It's just laughable. It's, it's so funny. And, um, just yeah, awesome. I can't imagine it lasts more than a year because they're going to be the worst team in the NFL again next year. Yep. So, which they I guess they weren't technically this year, but um, yeah. Super, Super Bowl pick real quick because we have not done the on this day yet. Haven't done so. on this day. I actually haven't pulled up. Um, Super Bowl. Who you got, T Dog? I got the LA Rams. Um, I'll go with the prediction of 27 to 17. This will be the J Man's book it prediction of the week. I think the LA Rams defensive line is going to be way too much. I mean, That's Burrow's been. Maker. Yeah. Yep. I mean, who's going to. Aaron Donald's unblockable to begin with. Um, who's going to block him on that terrible Cincinnati Bengals offensive and, line? And if you give him too much <clears throat> attention, Von Miller's on the other side. He's having a heck on of the other playoffs. Side. They, yeah, they, they have a couple other guys too, and they have one of the best corners in the NFL. Yep. Um, 
I mean, I this is a really fun Super Bowl because I don't really care who wins. Couldn't I don't. I, if I have to pull one way or the other, I'm rooting for the Rams because I want to see Von Miller get another ring because he's one of sure. my favorite players of all time. But if the Bengals win, I'm happy yeah. for one of my college college roommates and uh, happy for a lot of Bengals fans who have mm-hmm. been through just been crap. through a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, give me give me the LA Rams. I I just think um, I, I think Burrow. I think it'll be a really good game because I think Burrow is going to keep him in it. And of course, they have Joe Mixon. But uh, just, and I know yeah, you'll I like think. the halftime show. I know you will. I'm, I was a big fan of old Eminem and Snoop Dogg back in the day. I haven't listened to him a whole lot recently, but uh, yeah, back in high school, I was a uh, huge Eminem fan. You sure were. Uh, J Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life. Home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Hitting up on this day here real quick. On this day in 1949, Joe DiMaggio becomes first $100,000 a year baseball player for the New York Yankees. Probably well-deserved back then. He was, uh, mm-hmm. he was a great one. On this day in 1958, the L.A. Dodgers officially, or the Dodgers, I should say, officially became the L.A. Dodgers. 58? Okay. 58. On this day in a lot of Olympics, um, Mm -hmm. a bunch of Pro Bowls, a bunch of All-Star games. Um, On this day in 1991, Bob Knight was inducted into the NBA, NBA Hall of Fame. National Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, Yeah, they put NBA. Yep, he had won his uh, three national championships by that date. Um, On this day in 2010, who won the Super Bowl? In 2010, that was the Saints over the Colts. That was the Saints over the Colts. Uh, On this day in 2016. Have you watched watched the home team, that that Netflix show? Movie with uh, Kevin James portraying shopping. Don't waste your time. Awful. 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 I don't know Um, how it was top 10 on Netflix. Awful. Don't do it. It it seems like a kid's movie. Is it like, would kids like it? Probably. I just thought it was terrible. Yeah. I I I would give it like out of a scale of 10. I might give it three. Maybe three. It was awful. (laughs) Who won the Super Bowl in 2016 on this day? Uh, The Denver Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. And haven't been back. Haven't been back to the playoffs yep. since uh, longest streak for a Super Bowl champion. Wow, that's yep. interesting. Six years. Uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dominated Kansas City Chiefs on this day last sure did. season. Isn't it crazy? Uh, Brady went through Breeze, uh, Rogers, and Mahomes. <laughs> that's pretty insane at forty-three years old. Yep. Uh, before we get to Brady Bogey, we were going to talk about. Best athletes ever. Uh, and, yes, um, yes. So your best, the best, the goat of the NFL, Mr. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yep, I agree. NBA, Michael Jordan. I would take Michael Jordan. Even, as well. even though I will say there are some guys who don't get enough consideration. Mm. I think Will Chamberlain needs to get more that, consideration he than he does. Dominant by far. But, but yeah. yeah, Michael. I mean, LeBron. I can see some people making statistical case, but. Mm. Our generation would say Jordan, and the generation before us would probably say Jordan, but the generation right. after us would probably say LeBron. Um, right. It's just how it is. Um, NHL. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I mean, they yeah. call him the great one for a reason. Then uh, Major League Baseball. This is a tougher one. This is a tough one. Um, I'm actually going to go with a pitcher, and, and a lot of people probably don't agree with me. I think Nolan Ryan. Pretty good. Pretty good. He's just, I mean – when I think of dominant pitchers, I think of him right away. Um, I don't know. There's so I many different say, eras in baseball. This is hard. I wouldn't pick anyone before 1970 as far yeah, as position fair. players because I saw some video yesterday of Mickey Mantle hitting a homer against like a 46 mile hour fastball. <laughs> um, you could argue, honestly, Mike Trout's putting together yep. a case, uh, but give me Barry Bonds. He should be in the Hall of Fame, regardless of performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ridic- rid- the greatest hitter ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good, good one. Yep. So, give me that birdie bogey for me yes. to not get correct. If Aaron Rodgers wins MVP, which it looks like he's going to, he'll be the fifth guy in NFL history to win back to back MVPs. Can you name me the other four? Four for a birdie, three for a par. Tom Brady do it? No. Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning did it twice in 2003, 2004, and 2008, 2009. 
Um, back to back MVPs. Marino to it? No, I didn't think so. I'm already getting a bogey. Um, yep. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Who did it? Jim Brown, 57-58. Montana, 89-90. Brett Favre, the only three-time consecutive MVP winner, 95-96-97. None of those players were even on my radar. That's how far off I was. Uh, You got to love birdie or bogey, man. I hate it. Every week. I mean, we have not got a birdie yet between us both 2022. We are solid. Holding out for pars. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like my golf game. Yeah. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Have a good time at your Super Bowl parties. We will be back at it next Monday. Just me and good buddy Aaron Lynch. T-Dog is on much-needed vacation. Have a great week. Yeah, I'll see everybody in three weeks.